When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and my guest is Jack McBrayer, the comic and two-time Emmy-nominated actor who you know best as Kenneth the Page from the series 30 Rock, and for his work in films and shows like Late Night with Conan O'Brien, Wreck-It Ralph, Phineas and Ferb, Wander Over Wonder, and much more. Jack's latest project is the Apple TV Plus series, Hello, Jack, The Kindness Show. It's aimed at preschoolers and takes place in Clover Grove, where Jack plays Jack, one of the town's most thoughtful and caring residents who greets everyone with kindness and humor. His mission is to spread compassion and creativity and inspire others to do the same. Let's take a listen to part of the trailer for Hello, Jack, The Kindness Show. Hello, you. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the town of Clover Grove. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Where one act of kindness Surprise. can grow and grow to help you finish your big game and start a chain of many more. Come on, we can play the game with Cooper. <laughs> Welcome to the Hummingbird Cafe. Try a little act of kindness. I'm imagining. Hello, bus. Show a stranger some politeness. Wanna sit next to me? We can be bus buddies. That looks so great, Hugo. Thanks. And thank you, Crams. Oh, thank you. Oh, you got it, Hugo. I'm a big fan of your work over the years from Conan, 30 Rock, all the voice work you've done. And I'm so excited that we get to talk today about your show on Apple. Yeah. Uh, TV Plus. So thank you. Let me find where those notes went now. <laughs> oh my God. This is like so chaotic here. It's a perfect way to start a show that's mostly going to be talking about kindness is to have pure chaos. Uh, and I feel like that's something when I was watching um, a few episodes of your show that, uh, you know, kids can be wonderful and inspiring, but they can also be really kind of crazy. And I'm curious, how do you guys maintain that kind of level of sanity and focus on set as you're as you're filming these episodes? Well, I gotta say, I mean, like we got real lucky with our young actors. They were so professional. Um, and as a side note, we got lucky with their parents too. I'm sure you've heard nightmare stories about like stage parents, but that was not the case with us. Um, so yes, our, our young actors were also, they were just, lovely human beings and so it was just fun to show up at work every day and just do bits with them and play around and hear what joke of the day Lucy had brought in and see which basketball stats you know Adam was excited to tell us about um yeah it was actually they were more on the ball than than I was most of the time <laughs> well and you know these are like little kids I don't know if they're actually like uh I know the show is mostly aimed at preschoolers. How do you handle giving them lines and let alone engaging with them? I imagine that must take quite a bit of skill and patience. 
Well, I think as uh, just as a person, I love kids. I get along with kids. I connect with kids. Um, and then again, we just got real lucky with casting these people. We had Zoom auditions. This was all done during COVID oh. uh, in 2020, where we did all the casting. And so it would be Zoom auditions where these, bless their hearts, they're so adorable. Um, and yes, to answer your question, they were a little bit older. Like uh, our youngest was six years old and our oldest I think Tegan might have been 10, but a very young looking 10. And um, so uh, just to like, you know, find that chemistry over Zoom. And then once we got on set, it was just a piece of cake. I mean, they're just, just lovely human beings to work with and just play with. They were great. Well, and, and I, I did my best to find one of the brighter colored shirts I had in honor of watching your show. But for those who've not seen Hello, Jack, The Kindness Show, how do you describe it? Uh, Hello, Jack, the Kindness Show is a preschool show. Um, I really wanted to tackle some social emotional lessons. Um, really, you know, I started thinking about how just in our day to day, anytime you watch the news, we're seeing people treat each other with a, a lack of compassion and a lack of kindness. And I thought about when we start learning those lessons as human beings. And I was like, that's pretty, you know, formative years. And I was like, gosh, I mean, at least I had shows like Mr. Rogers Neighborhood when I was growing up. And then I was like, ding, Jack, come on, let's let's revitalize that energy and and show preschoolers that it's fun to be kind and it's easy to be kind and it doesn't take a huge amount of effort. It doesn't have to be some grand thing to be kind. It doesn't. And even just watching it as someone who's not a preschooler, yeah. I did feel like the positivity and kindness just made me feel so much better. And I'm like, wow, not something I would normally jump to, to watch by myself as much of a fan of yours as I am. But watching it, it was like, wow, I feel just so relaxed and happy. And it was simply like one of the episodes you um, helped a little girl make a book and it was just like, or tell a story and it was so moving and I'm not gonna cry, I'm not crying now, but it was amazing. I gotta say like, it was not completely selfless either because it made me feel good. And it, it, was, <laughs> it was so necessary for me to put my energy and my attention into a project like this because it made me feel better uh, to, to be focusing on positivity, to be focusing on compassion. It was good to determine like what message do I want to communicate, but it was also good for me to just put it in practice for myself. And yeah, it was almost like homemade therapy. So Angela uh, Santa Moreno, I believe that's her name. Um, she uh, has, she's got a background like Blue's Clues, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. She co-created the show with you. What was that process like working with her and what's your relationship with her like at, uh, on the show? Absolutely. Uh, so yes, Angela Santamero is part of Nine Story Media. And yes, she created all of these things. Apple uh, was the, uh, Tara Sorensen at Apple teamed me up with Angela because of their past history. And uh, that changed everything because Angela has such a, a vast background and just a pedigree in quality children's programming. So I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have that experience of children's programming. Um, and so it came together, uh, Angela's company, Nine Story, has just immense resources. Uh, you know, we had a research department, we were able to do focus groups, uh, there was a connection to an animation house. It was very easy to, it was kind of a one-stop shop. And yeah, you know, just it takes, it takes a village. So between assembling writers and getting all your designers and your crew and your producers, uh, 
there were some days where I was like, I made a mistake. <laughs> this is overwhelming. <laughs> but once you see it all coming together and you realize that you are accomplishing what you set out to do, it felt good. And I'm very proud. When you're coming up with kind of the lessons, I, I, I there's probably a better way to describe it, but the the acts of kindness maybe that are going on in the show, did you guys just like start with a list? Did you just think like, okay, like how are things that I I learned as a kid of how to be kind or not not be rude as maybe somebody as my, my mother would tell me? We always wanted to think about what would be accessible and relatable to preschoolers. But also like I think about myself and what are the like most basic, the simplest ways of showing kindness. And for me, it's paying attention when someone's talking, um, being present in conversations, um, you know, being supportive, uh, things that I knew that we could boil down into easy lessons, uh, you know, within the episodes um, that that a younger viewer could latch onto and could that we could model. Um, I think having those uh, younger actors in there was a good way for us to find an entry point for our younger viewers too, because they could relate to and even aspire to these actors. And, you know, these, we were modeling, um, uh, doing a favor for a friend or making someone feel welcome in a new place or, um, you know, being supportive if you're facing a new challenge. Uh, and, and it was fun to, see how we can accomplish that with me as a grown up with our child actors and also it's 2022 how can we you know make it a, a contemporary lesson i like that you brought up that uh, the contemporary aspect because something that's surprising to me and let's just pretend let's just remove the apple part of it out of it honestly if this was made by another company i, I would ask the same question is these episodes are large, largely uh, devoid of like technologies and screens and stuff. It's, there's a simpleness to it, which is also, I think, quite the appeal. I don't know if you could speak to a little bit of why that was important for the show. Happily, and that was a very conscious decision. Um, and I'll go so far as to say, Apple led us down that. They were like, and I was all for it. I was ready for Apple to be like, great, let's have every kid holding this project. And they're like, <laughs> I, was, I was almost expecting that the complete opposite, which to me was wonderful because this show really is about connecting with your fellow human being and, and really focusing on these interpersonal relationships. Um, and so, yes, it was a very conscious decision not to have devices, not to have technology. And I hope that that can make it a little more uh, timeless in so much as like if we had a kid with like an iPhone 4, you know, <laughs> it's going to be so outdated, like it's 30 minutes. Uh, but uh, again, it really boils down to, I wanted those interpersonal, uh, you know, interactions and those, um, just those connecting with other human beings, because that's where this show really came from. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to be compassionate with each other. And um, I think just being present in the human world is the way to do that. You mentioned earlier that you, there's a little selfishness side to it for yourself that you, you feel good by, by, by having the show, participate in the show, making the show. And I wonder when you look at it like that, if um, the reaction you hear is, is aligning with what you feel. If are, are you, This show's been out since last November, I believe. Um, what has the response been like? What are you hearing from kids and, and parents? Well, 
I gotta say, and I'm not bragging or anything, the response has been lovely. Uh, everyone just says really, really wonderful things about it, which I'm thrilled for. My favorite though is when I have like friends who will send me videos of like their kids or their niece and nephews watching it and dancing um, because that, that, was, that was the point I was trying to make. Um, you know, I hope enough people are watching it that we can keep doing it for a long, long time. But in the meantime, I really and truly, I feel pride, I feel relief that I was able to convey these messages. Also, I'm kind of excited of the fact that, you know, people took a chance on me as a comedian to do very earnest and sincere children's programming because it would have been very easy for people to assume that I was going to do something cynical or sarcastic or winky um, but that was absolutely not the case for this show um, and now that I've broken the seal in that regard I'm like I'm in this like I want to do more <laughs> like it feels good I'm not gonna lie to you and don't get me wrong like I can still be playful and have fun even with a younger audience so I'm not like putting comedy in the rearview mirror or anything but i'm like let me help a younger generation because grown-ups are the worst <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it part of the reason we're talking is uh you guys are getting ready to come out with a, a new special for the series as well as some shorts can you tell me a little bit about that absolutely we have one special episode that i'm really excited about it's a kindness mystery uh, <laughs> happening all around clover grove and i can't figure out who's doing it uh so that was super fun it really involves the entire cast and then um the digital shorts i'm very excited about those we were able to find real life kids uh who were being recognized for performing their own acts of kindness in their own communities in the real world uh you know we'd have people submit someone that they knew or you know a family member or whatever and so we found some real special kids who it, it'll just warm your heart to watch it. And, and I hope, and one of the things that we want to emphasize with Hello Jack is the cascade of kindness. We really want it to inspire you to do kindness for someone in your life. And, and it feels good. I know I sound like a, a hippy dippy preacher or something, but it, it, it feels good to focus on programming like this um, because it, it feels needed. Could there ever be um, like a little Jack adult version? Because I feel like right. adults, there's a couple of us who might might need more of this like kindness in our lives or just being taught some manners, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know. I, I do focus on the younger generation because I just want them to grow up to be compassionate, well-mannered human beings, uh, and then we'll all be in better shape. Okay, so like any great show aimed at kids, and I do think their show is actually a really great show. You have a killer theme song and music on it. And I understand that OK Go did some of the songs for Hello Jack. I don't know if you could tell me. Oh, they did all the songs. Even uh, what is that like to have OK Go? I mean, and the songs are fantastic and the dances are amazing. And also like they would do such a quick turnaround. They're like, great, we need a song about uh, being scared of trying something new, go. And they're like, uh, and it was amazing. Also, I've been a fan of OK Go since before I even was working with them on Hello Jack. So I like, have to like an interview with them. It was so hard not to just, you know, I was so starstruck that I just, you know, I had to be professional. Yes, yes. Now, um, do you think that it was so silly, but they were 
wonderful, wonderful collaborators and so creative and just good with like creative problem solving and fixing things on the fly. Also, like I'm not a trained musician, so they were able to work. <laughs> we can make it sound as pleasant as we could get. Uh, they were definitely on board. We were so lucky uh, that they said yes for us. Okay, this might be the toughest question I'm going to ask you, and I, I apologize for how sincere and, and hard this is. How many different color shirts and sweaters do you have on the show? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, even in one episode. I'm like, wow. I know. Uh, what I especially like, if you watch the, the theme song, you'll see that I change colors. Behind the scenes stuff, I wasn't always allowed to wear a blue sweater because we had like blue screen for so we could make different oh. sky stuff. Um, and so I can never wear blue and I was like, oh, but I look good in blue, as you can tell. Sarah. I would clearly, uh, for an audio <laughs> podcast, people are, are admiring your, your blue attire. <laughs> uh, but yes, we had incredible designers who helped us with all that. And plus, you know, we had very special episodes that required very special outfits. And uh, it was just fun. It was fun to be in those production meetings, too. So I, yeah, I hope I can keep doing this for a while. The name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. Jack, what's your current obsession? Um, I mean, I love my hummingbirds. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> no, we have not talked about hummingbirds. <laughs> what's funny is I have a whole like list of hummingbird questions. No, I'm kidding. I, I wish I did. No, so you're upset. Are you, I'm guessing this is like a bird watching related thing or just specifically hummingbirds to your, where you live? Yes. Um, I'm in uh, Los Angeles. I don't know where you are, but. Uh, I'm in San Francisco, so. Oh, gotcha. So uh, yeah, I have hummingbirds and I think they nest in the orange honeysuckle bush right next, right next to me. And uh, because I put out a feeder that, you know, is about this big. They go through a whole feeder every single day. <laughs> Fill that thing every single day. They're gonna put me in the poorhouse. <laughs> but they are the most beautiful birds, and they are mesmerizing. And so I will sit here for hours and just like watch my hummingbirds. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna train them to help me get dressed in the morning. I was saying you need like yeah, get some like Cinderella things happening here. <laughs> obviously, obviously, so many of us know you as Kenneth from Thirty Rock. The show wrapped uh, nine years ago. Um, when you think back on the time making the show, what comes to mind? It was so fun. It changed my life. I wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for 30 Rock. Um, it was so fun. I'm so grateful uh, of all the people that I met, of all the wonderful guest stars that came on the show. Uh, I learned so much by watching Tina Fey. Tina Fey being the writer, the star, the executive producer, like all of these things wearing so many different hats. And here I come with Hello Jack. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can do this. It almost, it almost knocked me on my butt. So <laughs> I, I can't, I still can't believe how Tina did it for 30 Rock, you know, a much bigger scale for a much bigger show. Um, but it was amazing the lessons that I learned from there and the people that I met. You also just meet dear, dear friends when you're on a project like that. And so that has stayed with me and, and wouldn't change it for the world. And I mean, even though the show came out a while ago, it's still so many people are still discovering it and realizing kind of the brilliance of the show. Are you shocked by new fans of the show who are just seeing it for the first time? It is weird because like when a show wraps, you know, you go through a little postpartum malaise, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, well, that was a lovely chapter in my life. 
And I guess it just didn't dawn on me that like, oh no, this kind of lives on forever now because you know on streaming platforms or whatever people will watch this what is kind of weird is like you know you grow up and you have crew members and and fellow writers and stuff who had babies when we were filming the thing and now they're old enough to be watching the show and it's so weird (laughs) of who you remember as a baby is now watching kenneth the page you know spoiler alert become the president What I didn't see that episode. Oh no! <laughs> Art got lost on me. I'm, no, that's tr- that's tremendous. And then you got also wonder that um, the way people approach you, because now you're going to have parents who have clearly know you as Kenneth, and then their kids are going to clearly know you as Jack from Hello oh. Jack, which is fantastic. Well, and here's one interesting thing. I mean, not to be like, oh, I sure have a brand, but no way. I mean, like I kind of do. And so I have been doing children's programming for a while, more specifically with animation. And it has been so fun doing that voice work because that's how, one of my favorite things is like, if it's a friend's kid who has a birthday, I can leave a voicemail as Fix-It Felix from Wreck-It Ralph or Wander Over Yonder, you know, the handful of voices that I've done. It's really fun and special to to play with kids when they know me from those kind of characters. So Jack, are you saying that in lieu of giving a kid an actual present, you just use your your voice and your star power to to make it feel good? My gift is their gift. Okay, so famously, you were in the Mariah Carey music video, Touch My Body. And what was that experience like filming that video? It was very surreal. That is the adjective that I use. (laughs) It was fun, but it was crazy. It was just the weirdest thing. Also, like, you know, to be in a mansion, to be with Mariah Carey, to be walking a horse with a unicorn horn on, like <laughs> there was nothing, there was nothing normal about, it was two days of filming and like, it was the most surreal thing ever. It was super fun. Uh, I mean, it was wild. Also like I'm from small town, Georgia. Never in a million years did I think, oh, I can't wait till I'm in a Mariah Carey video. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was like your family and friends reaction to this? Like, yeah, I didn't make it on this soap opera, but I'm in this Mariah Carey music video. No, everybody was impressed. And also, I mean, like, thankfully, I was able to just be a comedic goof in the in the video. But um, yeah, it's definitely a, a topic of conversation. <laughs> okay. And so, and speaking of being a comedic goof, I, I'm a, such a big fan of your work on Late Night with Conan O'Brien over the years. And one of my absolute favorite pieces, as many people's favorite pieces, is when you go visit the Wiener Circle in Chicago with Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Can you just talk about what that was like filming at and then the reaction that video got once it uh, hit online? Yes. Uh, so that would have been June in 2012, maybe. And uh, the Wiener Circle is a famous hot dog stand in Chicago. And I've lived in Chicago for years and years. So I think uh, Conan was able to make that connection um so they sent me with robert smigel and triumph and uh you know we knew it was going to get rowdy but also you don't realize it doesn't get rowdy until the bars start closing (laughs) the more drunk people start streaming in so even though that clip was i don't know i think like eight minutes i was there for nine hours it was a lot um and i gotta say that by the end of the night i felt safer 
being behind the counter with the employees <laughs> than I did out there with the with the drunk customers. They are rowdy and I don't know. It's one of those where you take a long hot shower after something like that. <laughs> I like to wrap up our podcast with a thing called Pick One. I give you a couple of choices and you pick one of them. So the first one is theater, film, or TV. Pick one. Oh, uh, I'm going to say TV. I've always loved television. I've always, always, always loved television. Um, you know, I just did a play in London for six months in 2019. It was uh, what you did, Waitress, correct? Waitress, the musical. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been in a, a, a handful of movies. But I gotta say, I like TV. I like I like showing up. And is am, am I hearing the hummingbirds? Is or is this another species of bird? That's a different bird. Hummingbirds do make noise, but not that loud. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Clearly, I I know my birds. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. I know you're. Don't be too impressed. Um, okay. So pick one: Macon, Georgia, New York City, or LA. Ooh, that's tricky. I'm gonna have to say LA just because. I live in my dream house. I have a swimming pool. It was always awesome. <laughs> to have a pool and I have a pool now. So. And it's a different kind of hot in LA than it is, I imagine, in Georgia. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that uh, Georgia is very, very humid. Um, it was like you're trying to breathe underwater. Um, but I grew up in that and we didn't even have air conditioning growing up. We had one box unit in uh, one, one window unit in our dining room, but we could only turn it on when it was somebody's birthday. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrible. I mean, this sounds exactly like kind of my upbringing as well. Yeah, right? No, you're South Carolina. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I love going back to visit family in Georgia, but uh, I'm real happy in Southern California right now. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Um, and then another tough one, pick one, Tina Fey the writer or Tina Fey the actor. Mm. The only reason I'll say Tina Fey, the actor, is because it was always just fun to be on set with her and doing bits. Now, with that being said, without Tina Fey, the writer, I wouldn't have had a 30 Rock. <laughs> but just, and knowing her from Second City days, some of her stuff, oh, if you can find it online or something, she was just so good at Second City. Her, Rachel Dratch, like it was just a real powerhouse. Love those, love those ladies. And also it's interesting that she wrote the film Mean Girls and you have The Kindness Show. I just think that just shows the extremes of your approach right there. Um, so I'm wrapped up here, but I wanted to leave one last question and I, I hope I don't put you on the spot too much, but could you share a recommended act of kindness for us and the I'm So Obsessed podcast? Oh, yeah. I mean, feel free to not feel obligated to fill silence with words, but just be present and listen to someone, especially if it's clear that they want or need to talk. Um, I think that is helpful and it's just a muscle that we can all flex a little bit more. Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. And um, congrats on Hello Jack, the kind of show. I Thank absolutely you. love it. And I can't wait for more people to see it. Thank you so much. This is a real pleasure. Bye now. I want to thank Jack for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. You can watch Hello, Jack, The Kindness Show on Apple TV+. I'm So Obsessed was created by our executive producer, Danielle Ramirez. Our editor and lead producer is Sophia Fox Sowell, and this episode was produced by Brian Ben Gelder. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Follow the show on Twitter at I'm So Obsessed Pod. And until next time, take care.